Welcome to the Savvy Working Mom podcast. This is the place where we share strategies to help you create a life you love. I'm your host, Whitney, a real-life working mom at a Fortune 500, professional speaker, and coach. I'm going to help you get real-life relief with simple systems so you can find more time and have less stress. With intentional and daily action, you can live your best days now and forever. You've probably heard that clarity and self-care are two of the keys for building an awesome life. But in today's busy world, who has the time to figure out exactly what that means for herself? You can learn on your own, but you're learning in a vacuum. And with how much you have going on, it becomes really easy to put your own personal growth on the back burner, which is where I come in. When you work with me, you'll get support from someone who really understands the challenges of being a working mom. I want to give you a special invite to request a free strategy call with me by visiting thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. Again, that URL is thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. I look forward to talking to you soon. Christina Berrios is a working mom in the apparel industry. As a global sales director, she travels 50% of the time to work with her team and brand clients. When she is not on the road, she enjoys spending as much time with her family at home, including her 20-month-old daughter. She recently started a YouTube channel where she shares weekly tips on time, money, and relationship management. Christina, thank you so much for coming on the Savvy Working Mom podcast. How are you? I am well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am glad to have you. So 50% of the time you travel for your job, that seems like a lot. Can you tell me a little (laughs) bit about what that kind of travel is like with having such a young one at home? Yes. So I have traveled extensively throughout my career. So even before um, before I became pregnant, I was travel extensively, both domestically and internationally. And then while I was pregnant. So I traveled straight until I was about eight months, I think it was. So travel in terms of work travel is definitely not foreign to me. So I definitely have like my own tricks and hacks around traveling and preparing for travel and making the most of a business trip. But traveling with a 20 month old or having a 20 month old is definitely its own, its own challenge. (laughs) Um, The key I find is definitely having a village, right? So I have my husband, I have my mother-in-law, I have my parents that definitely jump in and help. So it's lots of planning before then in terms of preparing for like childcare. And then the other side of it is also having her on a schedule. I think that also helps because then she understands that, okay, mommy's traveling and this is what, this is what my day is still going to look like. So she knows that she's still taken care of. When it comes to that part, right? Mommy's traveling and she knows it's happening. And at 20 months, right? She's conscious. She gets stuff. What, how did you start talking to her about that? How did you make it so that she understood like mommy's going away, but mom will come back and mommy loves you and all of that stuff. Cause I feel like yes. that guilt that comes with traveling. Cause I travel for work as well. Um, that guilt that comes with traveling can sometimes be hard to deal with. It is. And that's where I think like technology is key. So I always keep in touch with her with like the FaceTime and I, it becomes a story. So it becomes part of our, you know, our, again, I'm communicating with a 20 month old, but it comes part of like, this is what mommy does for work. And she definitely knows what, what Bobby does for work or what daddy does for work. So like she, she understands that I'm leaving and I'm going to come back. And I always FaceTime, always FaceTime. I still try to be part of whether it's her meals, her bath time, her bedtime, 
So I make it a point to definitely call and check in. I'm fortunate that when I do travel, at least as of now, it's only been, you know, a week at a time. I haven't really, I had one trip at, in January that was close to two weeks and that mm -hmm. was definitely a little bit harder. Um, I found that I was always on my phone with her, but um, it's, it's, it's good. I did bring her on my first business trip. So I was on leave uh, through until she was about four and a half months where I work, they don't have maternity leave. So I had to go back and um, I brought her with me. I was still breastfeeding and she ended up getting very sick on that trip. And we ended up in the emergency room. I was like, oh okay, my. I can't, I can't bring her with me. I was like, I can't bring her with me. She needs to stay home. It's really interesting to me. I'm like a type A person. I like my scheduling. I like my planning. And I don't want to say it all went out the window once I had my son, but it changed, right? The things that used to work for me didn't necessarily work for me once I became a mother as far as staying organized and, and managing my projects or managing my travel. Um, have you found that is the case for you? And if so, what types of time management or project management do you do to now that you're a mom um, to kind of help you get through it all? I cannot agree with you more. I was definitely all about the schedule, all about the to-do list. And I had such a hard transition coming back to work because on top of like managing my team, managing, you know, the business that I, that I was managing. And then I'm like, breastfeeding, pumping, and also a, a first-time mom. So there's like all those other things that you don't even know what's happening, what it's happening. Is this a rash? Is this normal? And so I think my biggest lesson in becoming a mom is being flexible, like having the flexibility to know that no two days are the same. And you also have to give yourself grace, right? And like understand like no two days are going to be the same. So let's do what we can I always have three things, right? Like I have like a top three things that have to get done for the day, but I also use a block schedule. So this is something that I started using probably, I would say once, because I had like two tough three months of initially getting back to work that were just awful. And I was like, this is not going to work. This is like, this is, this is me trying to do how I used to do is not working. And so I broke up my day into chunks. Like activities around that I knew had to happen each day. So there was, I have projects that I'm working on. I have um, clients that I am constantly engaged with, whether I'm meeting up with them for face-to-face -face meetings, lunch. Now with the coronavirus, everything is, you know, digital. I have my client engagement time as well. And then I have my internal stakeholder or my team time. And then I have admin time. So I have four blocks throughout the day and each block I try to keep between two to three hours, but the flexibility of having the block schedule is, let's say I'm called, like I work for a global company as well. So I have an Asia team and a Europe team. If they put me on a call early in the morning, then I just shift that block up. So then my mm. first block of the day would be the internal stakeholders. And then I would go into my projects and then I would go into my clients. So that's why I like the block schedule is because I don't let someone else bringing me into an, a project or an urgent call distract me from everything else that I have to get done for the day. That's awesome. So how do you work that? If you have a global schedule, what if Europe needs you at 2 p.m.? These are probably not right with the real time zones, but if Europe needs you at 2 p.m. and Asia needed you at 8 a.m., how do you figure that out? 
So I, I talk about it, right? I'm, I'm very, like, I'm very intentional with how I spend my time. So I'll just say, I can't do that time, but I can do this time. So I could just keep it all together, especially now with the coronavirus, like, you know, the baby's home with me. So it's a limited time that I could be on the phone. So I have to make sure that, that I'm managing that as well. So I, I just, I'm honest with like, oh, I'm unavailable at this time. How's this time? And for the most part, people are going to say, yeah, sure. That's fine. Let's talk a little bit about that. So you are in New Jersey. Yes. And that means for the last few weeks, probably you have been at home with daycares closed and still working a full-time job. Yes. What's that been like and how are you making that work? <laughs> the first week was rough. The first week was rough because it was just me and Gianna, my 20-month-old. So it was just the two of us my husband was working during the day. He's an essential worker. So he was working uh, during the day and it was just me and her. At that point, I still had my schedule set up as if I was going to be in the office. So in terms of all my meetings and calls and everything were, were still set the same. And I couldn't really move it just because I think it was such a shock for our industry since I am in the apparel industry. There was a lot of shifting of orders and so forth. So I really had no flexibility to necessarily change my schedule. So I had her with me. So I had her on a schedule as best as I could. But there was two days where she didn't take a nap. She didn't take a nap. And I was like, oh my God, this is really hard. But I was like, you know what? She was with me on the call and she, for the most part, she was quiet. But I was honest with my, you know, with my colleagues, like she's here, like she's here and she's okay. She's coloring, but she may, she may pop in and out and they were understanding. And I think that's another part, like, since I, I work mostly with men, like not being, not being shy or ashamed. Like it's, it's my truth. I'm a mom and I work yeah. and it's okay. It's, it's okay. And you can do both things and <laughs> exactly. you can do them both really well. And that is awesome. Exactly. That's one of the things I kind of really enjoyed about, and I know there's really nothing to enjoy because there's so much suffering right now related to coronavirus and COVID-19. Um, but the working from home part or pleasantly surprised by might be a better way to describe it is just the authenticity and honesty that it's forcing people to bring. Yes. Forth. Like, I, uh, my son has definitely made a few guest appearances on <laughs> conference calls, <laughs> as have the children of my colleagues. And it's like, yeah. we do have these whole other worlds going on and we're all managing as best we can. And it's not, you know, nothing is perfect and it helps you to see people, I think, in other ways. And it does also help. It's forced me to get even better because I used to, th I think I'm pretty good at actually, but it, I've gotten even better at setting boundaries. Yes, um, but also at being really honest about what's happening and the response that I found you get when you're being honest about things, it's not maybe what you expected, right? If you expected something negative, it can oftentimes be a lot more positive than, than again, what you expected, which exactly. I, I really like that. It's like, okay, humanity is there. Like people are, we're still people, right? And we still Exactly. Care. Authenticity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely, I entirely agree. It's also, even with like my team members, like it's allowing them to feel more comfortable, like, you know, cause they see, they are, they're also seeing a different light as well. Yeah. And sharing of tips. Like, I think, you know, like I have one of my colleagues, she's on the West coast and she, um, she also, I think her daughter's three years old now. And she called me and she was like, oh my God, I'm really worried about blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, but we're in it together and it's totally fine. If you can't answer the phone because she's, you know, she's crying and then you, you do that first. 
the work is going to get done. And I think that's something that is just, we all know it, it's going to get done. And even like I said, with the block schedule, like if Gianna needs me for three hours at a time and I can't do all the other things, well, when I have the opportunity, I can always go back to it. Mm-hmm. I could always go back to it and, you know, put in the time that I set forth for the day. That's great. Can we go back, speaking of going back, can we go mm-hmm. back to one of the things that you said you have top, the top three things that you need mm-hmm. to do for each day. Are those top three things solely dedicated to work or are they a combination of work and personal things? So I manage it two separately. So every Friday I do what I have like a follow-up Friday is what I call it. And I also set the schedule for the following week. So I have, first I put on like my job hat in terms of, okay, so what calls do I have next week? What meetings do I have next week? And then also in terms of whatever projects we're working on, what has to get done next week? So then I just start dumping that into the Outlook calendar. And then from there, I come up, it's a laundry list, but I actually schedule the task into Outlook for like whenever I have that block period. So for example, one could be like consolidate US retail feedback. I will put that in like my project on my calendar. And then, so I have that for my work. And then also personally, then it's like, you know, we have a house. So it's like, what has to get done around the house? I also have a separate list for that as well. And now that Gianna's home, I'm also very aware of her too. Like, what is she, like, what can I do with her for a little bit? Like a little activity. So I had, I brought these books off of Amazon that are actually right next to me. And it has like different activities that I've been loving doing with her. They're simple, 10 minutes. And it also makes me feel like I'm doing, I'm, I'm enjoying this time with her as well that I may have not had before. Yeah. Making the most of the, of the time. It's really, it's really interesting, right? Cause I think you're probably the same. In fact, yours is probably even more extreme because you, um, cause you travel for work, but a lot of working mamas, right? We see our kids for maybe two to three hours a day when they're, especially when they're young, right? Cause you have the hour in the morning before you do drop off or whatever childcare situation happens. And then you get home from work and maybe six to eight, you're with them, right? Until they go yeah. to sleep. And now we're with them all day. And it's like, it's really, some, in some ways it's stressful, <laughs> but then in other ways, it's really cool to be able to interact. So exactly. One of the things that I found, and I would love to hear from you about this is now that we're home, right? And it is extremely fluid, this idea of parenting and teaching and working is the ability to take some time for yourself. Mm. Right. Cause what I found for me when I'm commuting and my commute isn't long. Um, thank goodness. Like in the summers I ride my bike and it's like a 15, 20 minute bike ride. And like, I ride like a grandma, but I take the train it's thirty to 40 minutes, but that is especially coming home from work. It's really good time for me to kind of like wind down and separate work and like get my head in the right place. So when I show up home, I'm ready to like be present with my family. Mm-hmm. Like that's gone for me now. Um, because we're all inside. living together. Yes. <laughs> Nonstop, 24-7. Um, so I'm trying to find new ways of dealing with, you know, something that was, I think a little bit, not a little bit, a lot of it, um, integral to my self-care, right? And my mental mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if you found any other, if for you, you found anything that's like a major difference. Um, and also how are you taking care of yourself amidst all of this? Yes. So there, I, I can entirely agree with you. The first thing in terms of self-care for me is adequate rest. 
that's something that I have prioritized since becoming a mom. I wasn't about it before coming a mom because I was always running around doing the most. And, but now as a mom, it's like, I prioritize, make sure I get at least between like seven and eight hours. So that's something that's like on the forefront. And then outside of now living in a house and we're all here together, self-care sometimes it's just takes stepping away. Last Sunday, I was, you know, we're here all weekend. We go on walks. We do as, you know, we do what we can. And we got back to the house. Gianna was taking a nap. My husband was downstairs and she woke up. I brought her downstairs, put her in, in her high chair, got a snack ready for her. And I just went upstairs. My husband was right next to her. He could have taken, her, taken care of her. Mm-hmm. I just came upstairs. I came into my office and I just closed the door. That was self-care. That is self-care. Yes, close the door. (laughs) That was self-care. I mean, I closed the door. I sat on my, my, I have a little couch here. I sat on here and I just like had a moment in silence and it was glorious. It was like, and it was not that I was annoyed. It wasn't that anything had happened that was bad. I just needed a moment. Yeah. And it was and perfect. you deserve that moment. And I love that you took it. It's true though. Sometimes you just need to close the door. Just close the door. Close the door. And like, whatever that is, like sometimes, you know, you could be in the, take a bath, have a glass of wine, but it was just like closing the door. That was very just like, yeah. And I just enjoyed the moment. I journaled for a little bit and I was like, that's just too much work. I'm just going to sit here for a second. And that yeah, was better. I love it. Yeah, my um, definitely a big part of my self care routine is taking some time to just stare at the wall. Like, mm. just need to sit and not do anything. Yes. Hey again, it's Whitney. I hope that you're enjoying the show. If you're a busy mama who wants more time for herself and her passions, get started today by getting my free video short course, More Time and Less Guilt by Monday, at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash more time. If you're new here or haven't yet done this, it is definitely the first step to getting started and applying these principles to your life. Head on over to thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash more time and grab your free gift today. Switching gears a little bit with the travel and being a fairly new mom, right? With a 20 month old. Mm -hmm. Can you share with me a little bit of the transferable skills that you've learned either from becoming a mom that are now helping you at work or the skills from work that help you to be a better, a better mom or, or, or wife or, you know, person within your family ecosystem? Yes. Yeah, no, definitely transferable skills for sure. I think the first one is communication. That is something that it goes both ways. So in terms of being able to clearly open and honestly communicate with your partner that is instrumental as i said there's no two days that are the same so being able to just you have to be on the same page especially now like we're both home or he goes to work i'm here like he needs to know my call schedule he needs to know what i'm going through because then we have a dog that he has to walk like we just have to be on the same page so communication and it's almost like over communication it's like you have to just make sure that you're you're enforcing that and that i feel applies at home and also at work right so in terms of communicating expectations and like you said setting boundaries that was something that i had 
a hard time doing um, when I initially went back to work. And that's where the block schedule came in because I did not have any boundaries with my time. So people would just throw things onto my calendar or I would, I would go as I wish, like I would just take each day accommodating to others. And I, I couldn't, I wasn't getting what I needed to get done. So that was the first one in terms of like communication. And then the other thing is like around project management, right? So being able to break things up. So having a clear objective or a clear goal in terms of what we need to do. So that's something I do with my team. Like we have sales targets. So this is what we, this is our goal of where we need to go. This is how we're going to get it, but we break it up into activities, tasks, right? So, and that's the same thing that we do here at home. Like even when it comes to like, we have a home, like we want to, we have things that we have to do to the house, we're repairing the chimney next weekend. It's like, okay, these are things that we have to do, but like, how do we break it up into little goals and that you're communicating about it? I love that. So goals and success are kind of linked, right? What does success look like to you? Success looks like to me in terms of intention, right? So doing what I love with who I love when I want to do it. So is that freedom? And that, and like, and that is something that I, um, I strive for in terms of fulfillment because everything else, all the other things, whether we, even I talked about sales targets right now, whether we get the sales target or not, like, is that something that's going to really fulfill us? No, but it's like the people that you're with, what you're doing, is that something that's enjoyable? So that's where Success has looked very differently at different points of my life too. I think that's the other thing too, to note. Um, but becoming, since becoming a mom, it's all around like love, fulfillment. Like, cause I know if those two things are met, then everything else happens. I love that. You talk a lot about intention and I'm really big on intention. In fact, like one of my goals for this year is at work, every time I walk into a meeting to ask myself and state for the team, like, what is our intention for being here? Like, why are we, why have we all come together? And I found it very powerful in helping us to remain focused and objective and, you know, getting what we actually want out of the meeting instead of just talking for 30 minutes or 60 minutes. Um, and I try and do the same thing at home. You know, when I walk in the door, like, what is my intention for this evening with my family? Is it to connect with my husband more? Is it to finish up some stuff for the savvy working mom? Is it to yeah. make sure that I bond with my son? Like, what I've been very, focused on attention for the last, you know, for the last year or so. I wasn't always like that. Have you always been, has intention always been important to you or is it something that you've developed over time? I've definitely developed over time for sure. And I think it's like, it's, it's for number one, it was definitely becoming a mom. Cause that is just like grounds you on a whole other level. And it's like, you just see the world a little bit differently. And then on, on that scope of like going back to work and relating with others, but I also feel like in terms of what's happening right now with the coronavirus, like that is something that it's really taught me that there is, um, there's richness, right? There's like richness in stillness. And that has like, I feel like I'm having like my own like transformative experience around it, but it's like, it resets values and what's important. And that's where like you're saying in terms of like even at work and having an intention for a meeting, like the reason why you want to have an intention is so that you can, you can continue to move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. We are coming towards the end of the time. So I want to make sure that I have 
you answer the questions that I ask everyone on the podcast, but I'm going to ask them in a little bit of a different way, just because we are um, now living in the COVID-19 coronavirus world. Yes. Can you tell me what is your morning routine now versus what your morning routine was before all of this happened? Yeah. So the morning, the morning routine starts the same, which is with a deep breath. Like I always start the morning with a deep breath. I'm still laying in bed. I take like the deepest breath I can just to start there. So I start there. I do, um, I do say a prayer of gratitude every time I wake up. So I start with gratitude and then I start to like, I get up, I have to get up and I start to get ready. And the reason for that is it just keeps my mindset right. And even like, even right now, I'm like wearing a sweater, but I'm wearing yoga pants. Like as long as like I'm half dressed, half dressed, I feel, I feel good about that. And I always make sure that I get up before Gianna, because that is something that I didn't do before. And the mornings would be insane. So I'm like, I have to get up first and I get, I I get ready first and then I get her up. I love that. Yeah. I have to get up first too. Yeah. If I don't, like I didn't do it. And even like the days where I was like prioritizing my rest, I was like, I paid for it in the morning a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the morning sets the tone for your entire day. And if your morning starts out funky, like you just spend, you waste the morning trying to get out of that funk, you know? Exactly. And and for me, if I wake up early, I am 98% much more likely to have a great morning than I am if I if I lay down and sleep until my son is up. Cause then it's just exactly. go, 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 go. I really like too, that your morning routine hasn't changed much, right? You're still it like has, that yeah. core part of what makes your morning great and how you want to start your day. Like you're sticking to it yes. um, despite everything that's going on. I think that's wonderful. And the sign of like a really great, strong morning routine. Um, yeah, no, it's, it, so it cool. sets, it, it's like you said, if it's, if anything else is off and I do the same while I'm traveling too, like it's just, Deep breath. First thing. That's like the first thing always. I love it. All right. So the last question is what is the one thing you want other working moms to know? As I said, it's like be flexible. Like you will have so much more freedom if you give yourself grace. And if you just like are flexible to know that there are no two days that are the same. Success does not look the same each day. Like there is once you let go of that, you will, you'll crush it. Like there's just no doubt about it. So grace, flexibility, and no two days that are the same. Thank you so much, Christina, for joining me on the Savvy Working Mom podcast. If people want to know more about you, where can they find you? They can find me on YouTube. I just started a YouTube channel. So definitely it's just my name. So Christina Barrios, and I'm also on Instagram. That's all we've got for this episode of the Savvy Working Mom podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Also make sure to link up with us at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash blog and on Instagram at thesavvyworkingmom. And please just share, share, share this podcast with any other mama who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, with intentional and daily action, you can live your best days now and forever.